We're right around the SCN network via the app or your local SCN radio station. Hello to you. It is the sporting capital on the eve of round 24. Scotty Cummings is going to jump on in, or at least on the phone this hour. I'll get to some ins and outs as well because it is interesting. Some clubs are just packed it on up, and that's understandable too. I simply have always believed you pick your team based on what you can do in any particular year. And if you're done and dusted and you can get your couple of key players in for surgery more, I'm maybe aiming that a bit more towards Geelong, then so be it. Who's under the most pressure? I think it's Brisbane. I do fully expect them to beat St Kilda, although it's a tricky game. And if they do, they have two home games where they're undefeated to get to the MCG on grand final day. If they are to drop the game against St Kilda, who does not have Max King, well, the next thing, you know, they're on the road. And it makes it a lot tougher to win the flag. Nathan, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Prizes galore to give away. Let's start giving some away. Who's under the most pressure, Nathan? Hey, Cam. Uh, I think Collingwood's under the most pressure if they don't beat Essendon by 100 points tomorrow night. So it's all about the margin because Essendon was so disappointing last week. Yeah, I think they've got to teach them a lesson mm-hmm. just going into the season. There's a few people off the temper text who are suggesting a similar thing when it comes to Collingwood. Uh, I really couldn't... Uh, look... They want to win, right? This is off the temper text as well, same as what Nathan is saying. Pressure on the pies. Could they lose top spot to a team that lost by 21 goals last week? Time for the July premiers to stand up again. I just don't think... I'm very pro-Collingwood here. Now, they have to get guys back. Dugowie and Bobby Hill are back in tomorrow. They've still got a couple of injuries. Nathan Murphy is out. We've seen Ash Johnson during the course of the week turn that ankle at, at training. So that's never good. But they've also been sitting around waiting for the finals to start for the last two months. Their highest level of football is better than anyone else's. Now, Nick Dacos, it was reported earlier in the week that he's ahead of time. I don't know how much I buy into that. He's a young 20-year-old kid. He's probably going to heal a little better, but it's a, it's, a, it's a fairly dangerous knee concern that he had, so they will be very ultra-cautious. I did see someone text in saying John Ralph is suggesting Pies might playing him as a sub. If he's ready to go as a sub, if he's ready to go, he won't be the sub. He'll be smack bang in the middle of the MCG come week one. And because the AFL, there's no difference if you finish first or second, there's no pressure on Collingwood if they were to lose tomorrow, which they will not. They'll beat Essendon because Essendon have run out of puff and they've run out of high-octane players after what has been a successful year, but they do need to reset. But honestly... I don't have a great deal of pressure tomorrow night on Collingwood. They're going to have an MCG grand, uh, MCG first final. And if they win that, they'll have an MCG prelim and they'll have an MCG grand final with some of their main players. In fact, none of their three best players played last week. More Nick Dacos and Jordan Degoe. Now, do they want to win? Absolutely they do. They don't want to lose to a team that's an arch rival. But I don't think the pressure is necessarily there just on them tomorrow night. Troy's in Hoppers Crossing. Troy, pressure leading into round 24. You got someone for me? Oh, I think Bevo's got to be um, a bit of pressure. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, I think um, back in 2016, we went in the finals. What, with, um, you know, no one expected us to beat West Coast. Yep. We all of a sudden did, and everything came together. Mm-hmm. 
Then in 2021, we lost the last couple of games. We're meant to be finished higher. We fall down at the back end of the season and fall altogether. I don't think you can do it again. I, I, look, I, uh, I spoke about it. You're, you're a hardcore Western Bulldogs fan, I assume, Troy? I am. So something that every time somebody has said something to, something to me this week about dogs make the eight, they could go on this run. I've actually said that the 2016 team finished two games outside the four, and that included the last game of the year where they had no players and Fremantle beat them in Perth. They were able to reset and do what you said. In 2021, they were top four all year. Now they had a... A disappointing end to the year where they lost to Essendon, I think, in the second last week without Josh Bruce, with the or did the ACL in that game, and then they lost to Port Adelaide in, in round 23, what it would have been at the time. But they were, they were a top-four team knocking on the door. They're nowhere near the top-four this year. They're, they're not even close to a top-four team. And that's the difference for me. And that's why I don't really have Luke Beveridge or anyone under pressure this weekend because the difference between eighth or ninth I don't think is... Anything, because if they, if they if they make the eight, it might paper over some cracks for an extra fortnight, and then Carlton will just bundle them out fairly comfortably in two weeks' time. I, I just don't think. I think the sixteen and twenty-one teams that Beveridge did an amazing job with was a lot better and a lot closer to the top of the AFL ladder than what this particular Western Bulldogs team is. And I, I think the pressure's in the off-season, Troy. To be fair, they've got main guys out of contract in twelve months' time. Players don't look to be enjoying their football. Bailey Smith hasn't played scintillating, damaging, rip-a-game-apart football since 2021. We had that amazing finals, and now we sit here and we're not really sure of where his future sort of sits. And that sort of is frustrating if you're a Bulldogs fan because at the end of 2021, we thought we were going to have Bailey Smith being one of the best, most marketable players in the game for the next decade. And now, two years later... We haven't seen it on field as much as we should have or could have, and we don't know what the jumper is next year. So it's it's, it's disappointing, Troy, I'd say, to be a Western Bulldogs fan right now. Oh, it is. And, like, we haven't resurrected a player or anything like, like Bailey Dale going back, which gave us that little edge and, and, you know, things like that. Bailey Williams is now playing up on a wing, but mm. as he plays best footy at half-back, they just don't seem to be playing for beverage. That's the worry for me. Because I remember in 2016 going to the preliminary final in Sydney and they were just all up. And at the moment, there seems to be groups of players and I don't know how they pull them together, whether it's beverage, whether it's you know a whole change of everything. It's going to be a big, 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 big couple of weeks for the Bulldogs, win or lose on Saturday night, Troy. And I appreciate... Uh, you call. What I'm going to do is give you a $100 Grazeland voucher, Grazeland's beer and barbecue weekend. It's on the 1st and 3rd of September. So regardless if the dogs are through or not, they've got the weekend off. Are you free next weekend in the bye weekend? I am. All right, Troy, I'll put you back to Benny at the back, mate. And uh, it can be frustrating and sometimes downright disappointing to be a, uh, a footy fan at different times. So hopefully this eases your frustration just for a day or two. No worries, thank you. Thank you, there we go. Off the text, as a Bulldogs fan, I wish you would stop spamming us. Um, uh, I Well, just, just, just for this texter, I am actually a Bulldogs fan or grew up a Bulldogs fan and I don't know what you mean by spamming. So give me a call, 1300 736 736 and tell me what I've said that is incorrect. And so I'm happy to, to have the conversation. Where I, I, Either the team has a good list 
really strong list or they don't. So Evan makes a bad, not a bad point. His start to 2022 was pretty good. There has been, and by his own fault and mistakes, a roadblock in the middle of that year last year where he missed time and he probably hasn't got back to that same level again. Uh, Ken, hello to you. Hey, mate, how you going? Good, man, fire away. Right, my call's of a different nature, mate. I just want to find out what your thoughts are. If Taylor Walker, he doesn't kick a bag against West Coast, mm-hmm. Bulldogs lose. Yep. How many players will Carlton rest? Because I'll be rest- I would be resting Kerno, Cripps, Hewitt, Saad, Newman, Wiedering, if there's nothing for us to gain. So... Out the, of the game on Sunday. The thing with that is, it's probably not about um, it's probably not about the Bulldogs. It's probably more about what happens at the Gabba with St Kilda and what happens with the Swans with Melbourne heading to the SCG. Because um, now Benny Lyon, who's a pessimistic at times Melbourne supporter, which is hard to believe because they're a top four team again, but he's out the back saying that Sydney are favourites. So I haven't seen the actual odds, but. There it is, Sydney playing good footy. I have tipped Melbourne to go up there and, and beat them. If So what you're suggesting with all those players, if we're in a situation where the Bulldogs lose and the Giants don't have a great deal to play for because they are in, uh, St yep. Kilda lose, so they can't go past Carlton, and also in a situation yep. where Sydney lose, then we'll see Carlton maybe make decisions. Now, it, keeping in mind, we've seen this with Port, ironically against Carlton, Ken, where they were on this unbelievable winning streak. And they had sore bodies, but they rested players. I think they had seven changes, and they got belted in Melbourne, and then they took a little while to get going again. Now, that might be planned, but it went from having a top-two spot almost sewn up to having Brisbane needing to lose this week to be able to get a home qualifying final. So you don't want to, in particular with that week off in between, I, I, it's a fine balance between finding players who need rest and can sit on the sideline because you can't lose out or or absolutely stalling this momentum of which Carlton has the most in the league right now. Yep. See, I'm, I'm of the nature mm-hmm. that um, I'm, I'm happy Carlton have made it. I don't. I really don't care if they win a final, mate. I just want them to get, get the experience of being there and then take that momentum into into next year. Now, you, you do say, I, I'd absolutely get that, Ken, and there, there is no doubt I had an earlier caller where I he was pessimistic, a bit nervous, and that's what happens this time of year. There's always nerves attached. But they're playing really good football. They are playing top four, absolute, take it to the best teams in the league football. Now, I, I think they'll fall a little short because I still think it's going to be too hard outside the top four for any team, although Carlton, in my yep. opinion, is the probably the best team to be able to do that consistently. But if they get on this roll and they play that type of football and things drop where they just stay at the MCG, next thing you know, Ken, you dare to believe in that. And that's what I think what you're saying is right because you're relieved because it's been a long time. But as you would also know, Sometimes things don't go the way it's meant to go and you're sitting on the sidelines in September watching again. So you've got to try and, you know, um, make as much hay while the sun shines. So I can see your point of view, but I think Carlton are playing a brand of football right now that means that they could maybe do some damage if things go the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that too. Hey, hey 
Ken, enjoy it. I'd say that's all. That's that's the best thing about it. Enjoy oh, it, mate. I'm gonna enjoy it, mate. Don't <laughs> worry, I'm gonna enjoy it, mate. Uh, I abs- will. Absolutely love it. Yeah, you got a you got a mobile phone that continually uh, runs out of battery. All the time. All right. Well, a Signet Boost power bank's coming your way. It's worth 45 bucks, and it'll keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24-7. So I'll put you out the back to Benny, and uh, enjoy Sunday night. Enjoy the Signet Boost power bank, and enjoy September for the first time in a little while as a Blues fan. Oh, I plan on it, mate. I plan on it. Beautifully done. None yet, Kenny. Enjoy it. All Blues fans should do exactly that. We'll pick this conversation up in around 20 minutes' time because Scotty Cummings from the West, the Colmer medalist, to join us next. The Sporting Capital, Cam Luke, Thursday night, huge weekend, of course. Last home and away game or games of the season. And an interesting one is a little bit of a by-play between who wins the Coleman. Charlie Curnow will know if he's won it by the time he goes Sunday night or how many he will need to kick. Tex Walker currently eight behind, so I thought we'd get the resident SEN expert on Coleman medals. Our man, Scotty Cummings, SENWA, joins us. Hello, buddy. Hello, brother. How are you? I'm good, man. I am interested because the talk for the last three months is that Tex Walker plays the Eagles in the last round and he'll be able to get a bag like he did earlier in the year. But now Adelaide can't make the eight. Do you think it's more likely now that Adelaide will try and feed him to get something out of it? Yeah, possibly. But the problem is, um, within a two-week period, the Eagles got good. (laughs) Uh, and, I don't know. Uh, no, good. They got better. I'm not sure good's the right word. Well, they beat your team. Yeah. I'll leave that one alone. Well, I thought you back but, for Collingwood. Now you come on gloating. But anyway, continue on. No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm, I'm staying fat. Don't worry about that. Uh, um, look, it's, it's every possibility. And you know what? If, you, if you're a good teammate, you would. Mm-hmm. You're trying to find him on all occasions. But keep in mind, too, the Eagles are trying to send off... Um, uh, trying to send off three of their their heroes with a uh, with a decent win, obviously Hearn and Shuey and Nick Nat, um, you know all all deserve, I guess, to to go out with uh, with well with their teammates playing a decent game for them. So we'll wait and see. I think the game's all of a sudden got interesting. You know, if if it um, you know if the goal umpire hadn't made the blue that he made last week, then this game's got all sorts of interest in it for Adelaide and you expect them to come over and win. But now it's going to be really interesting to see how they respond. So, look, I like the way you're looking at it because, as we know, the game is about the forwards. It's not about who stops them. It's about who kicks them. And he's only eight behind. Would he kick 10 in their first encounter? He did. But it's unlikely that uh, Charlie walks away with only a couple as well. So, what a season he's had. He's been an absolute, you know, superstar. But... um, Tex is a great story, isn't he? I mean, three years ago, he was cooked. He was. He was uh, absolutely done, and we were all written him off. And uh, he just found a way that next year he, he hung in. And then last year, he was fantastic again. And this year, I think he's, he's gone to another level a, a, as well. So um, he's a great story, Tex. I'm a big fan of his. And um, I, I, hope he does, I hope he does take a bag on the weekend and make it really interesting. Hey, are we now starting to maybe err uh, back towards someone could kick 100 goals again? We have yeah. had this belief for a while, more than a decade, since Buddy last did it, that 100 goals in the way that footy's played is probably unattainable. But Charlie Curnow is going to kick 80-plus by the time the, the finals are done, however many games that is. It might be even closer to 90. Is it? Do you have more belief now 100 is, again, a legitimate possibility? Oh, we're getting closer, aren't we? Mm. Definitely getting closer because... Uh, you know, and you look at the, the last premiership teams, they've all yep, well they've all had, you know, a great defensive setup. They've yep. been attacking. They've been a fast attacking with big uh, with big fellas up forward. So we're getting really close to it and I think footy's better off for it as well. It's obviously more exciting. 
but then it's just up to uh, uh, it's always ruined by those pesky pesky <laughs> coaches, mate, who like stopping goals rather than kicking them. So uh, that, that's our that's our biggest issue. But mate, we're getting close, aren't we? And imagine you know if Charlie finishes with eighty odd, mm-hmm. imagine how he would have gone. Um, you know if, if Carlton hadn't. Um, you know, gone to pieces for that six or six to eight week period where they where they were in all sorts of bother. Um, he could have been right up there. So we get our oh, mate. We're getting closer, and I reckon we will see it again before you and I are done. Is this the worst AFL season for WA teams? We legitimately went into the season thinking Fremantle. I, I wasn't hundred percent sold until they ironically get a huge power forward. But a lot of people went in suggesting they are a legitimate top four team, which is fair considering where they finished last year. And I don't think anyone quite did see how bad West Coast were going to go at, at, at certain points. Is this the worst combined year for West Australian AFL teams in your in your memory? Yeah, it's got to be close. And uh, you cannot bring the uh, the final siren on Saturday night mm. uh, any sooner for me because it's been really tough doing special comments <laughs> and saying things nice about uh, either one of those two sides. They've both been... Well, Prio are finding it out. There's no doubt about that. But... Well, I'm really sick of the oh, we're the youngest team in the competition sort of argument. Well, you, you were younger last year. Mm. Well, you know, barring David Mundy. Yep. And um, you know, and, and and you've finished fifth and won a final. So maybe it is that uh, you know, with a young side, you do have peaks and troughs, and this is a trough. But this has been a horribly disappointing failure of a season for Fremantle, and it's been hasn't really been touched upon because of how bad Big Brother's going. You know, how bad West Coast is going. They've always but they've stolen all the uh, all the attention. You know, are they sacking the coach? Are they sacking the CEO? Are they tipping out the whole board? Are they going to be protests? All that sort of garbage. Um, so Prio have sort of gone underneath or have escaped a fair amount of criticism externally in, within WA, that's for sure. You have an ear to the ground, and this Adam Simpson thing continues to bubble around, and you would think that, Come next Monday or Tuesday, it's probably maybe leaning towards Adam Simpson no longer being the coach. What do you make of it? Oh, it's it's so tough. Like, up until last week, I was well, he's, he's staying. Yep. he's absolutely staying. And then um, the, obviously after the derby, that rattled a few of the uh, apparently he's rattled a few of the board members. I'm not sure why that one was the the catalyst and not the other 400 point losses, mm. but. Um, um, and, and for the record, too, I'm an Adam Simpson fan. I think he, he should stay because I'm not sure there's a coach in the land that would have done any better with a team that's got 17 people on the injury list and can't get and can't do any training drills. You know, so they've had it. They've been up against it. I think the problems lie a lot further away than the coach and um, and on field. So I think they need to address that before they address anything else. But. You know, last week the the jungle drums were beating, and then they went out and beat uh, the Bulldogs and. Uh, I think put put a spanner in the works of the decisions. We're led to believe that the decision's been made, um, and you know, you know, the faith I have in, in Eddie McGuire doesn't get too many things wrong. And Ed's mm. gone with it twice now that uh, the decision's made, and um, they're just talking numbers at the end of the day. So, um, look, uh, they they have been steadfast in the fact that um, they will make the decision at the end of the season. I would have thought if they were going to see him off. They would have made it this weekend, so he could at least he could have a, a farewell game too. But we know footy's pretty brutal, and uh, it is ruthless at times. But I, I think he stays. But again, there's there's people who are you know who sniff around the politics of footy and the power brokers and you know deal wheel in different circles. And I do, Cam, that seem to think he's gone. So uh, at the end of the day, 
Uh, there's also talk that he's put his hands up for Richmond and uh, whether he'd be shortlisted for the Richmond job, of course he would be. Um, so there's so much to play out. I think it's. I think when all the um, when everything comes out at the end of the season, um, someone will find information on how it all went about, how close they've come either way of a decision. I think half the board split. Uh, the board is split in half at the moment. So it's going to be a uh, an interesting finish off field in WA footy. Just let me tell you, there's nothing interesting on it. Scotty Cummings joins us. Uh, SENWA breakfast. Him and. Tim Gossage on fire. What, what do you do? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? You just three days a week, are you, Scotty? Still, you still got that real yeah. nice big cash just to do three days. Is that, is that how it works? Yeah. Okay. Right, no, um, just, well, Tuesday to Friday. Tuesday to Friday. My apologies. Up and not, they're, they're really getting their, uh, yeah, their two cents worth, I tell you right now. <laughs> Four days a week, two hours a day. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a tough life. No, right, then we, you know, we go off to work after that as well. Well, so you we do. I'm not certain in, Goss does. Like you do. I don't know about uh, Goss. I, I got to, I got two I'm more things for in, in the world of the land rats now. Goss is a real estate agent. I so. did see that. Yeah. I, uh, two more things for you. Just for, for, for us here based in Melbourne, we've had this conversation a lot and you've been able to show me a little bit of it before, but how big in Perth is Nick Natanui. We, we understand how great of a footballer he was, but away from the football field, you've seen it, you've, you've exposed me to it every now and then. And like, he, he's the biggest name in West Australian football since the Eagles yeah. came into the game? No, no doubt. He's, um, he's surpassed Cousy. There's no doubt about that. And we had Nick on the show um, last week, after or the day after he announced his retirement, he came on and had a, had a great chat. And um, he sort of explained to us that he has to schedule his day around certain times because he can't just pop to the shops at three o'clock in the afternoon at, at school pickup or drop-off time uh, because of the kids. And he also means because of the mums. And they all want photos <laughs> and, and they all want, all want you know, signatures or, or whatever it is. So he, he can't just go to the shops uh, any time where it's going to be busy. He does uh, a lot of his shopping late at night when he can. Um, so his whole life basically revolves around what's, what's going to be easy for him and what's and what's not but in saying that too i don't think i've seen a bloke give back more than uh than nick natanui he's um he's just a beautiful human being he um he does give an enormous amount back to uh to the community and to people who, who want his time and he, i don't think he's ever said no to an autograph even if it takes him four hours to get through them all but just imagine your life game where you're sitting there in melbourne it's not it's a little different in Melbourne because you could say I'm going to the shops at midnight mm. and uh, I can and I can escape the crowds. Can't say that here because everything shuts at six. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> he is limited to when he can do his shopping and that sort of thing. But uh, he is he, he's as he's as, he's as big as Elvis and uh, and quite rightly so. Look, he's as I said, he's a fantastic human, um, a terrific bloke, and he was a was a brilliant footballer as well. And uh, so he is. He is loved, and I'll tell you, there'll be tears on on Saturday when he goes around in the uh, in the car, and does his lap of honour. I mean, there'll be people there who don't cry at family funerals, but mm. I mean, the waterworks will come big time when they say Nico's and try and say goodbye to Nico. So, um, yeah, massive. It's an enormous, an enormous. Uh, um, like it's not a burden for him. He doesn't look at it as a, as a burden, but um, that's the sort of person he is. But yeah, he, he has to he, he has to calculate his days just so he can get in and out of things um, you know, in a reasonable hour. Remarkable. We know how great he's been on the football field and, of course, a little glimpse to it off it. Hey, I, I want honest and transparent Scotty Cummings here because I was very interested in your emotions. You are a Port Adelaide player for a while. You famously started 
the showdown and the disdain that is still held to this day between the two teams. And you have always mm-hmm. been anti-Adelaide. And I meant to call you last week because I wanted to know, did you have any pity for them for what happened on Saturday night when they were hosed? Or did you just have a smirk and just said, stuff them? <laughs> well, how, how were your emotions well, around it? Nah, well, listen, I must be getting old because I actually felt for the players. Not the supporters. I enjoyed their agony that they were in, of course. They were really mean to me. And, uh, and uh, you know, I was playing the long game and we finally got a, a victory back. But, uh, geez, I feel for the players, you know. And, yeah, and who, who, who's to say that Sydney wouldn't have got the ball out of the middle with 70 seconds to go and scored another goal? Or, um, you know, they've got themselves to blame for the fact that um, there's games that they should have won during the season. But um, to go down by, you know, Human error in that in that case is yeah. um, oh, I'd be devastating. So I certainly felt for the players, and and I feel for the umpire as well. In the way that he would have had to have gone home, he lives in Adelaide. He would have had to have gone home and and said to the wife, "Listen, I know you love it here. I know you're from here, but we're moving into state. Uh, <laughs> we have to get out." So <laughs> yeah, I, I feel for him as well because we all make mistakes, and players make ten a game. Yep. So. He made one, and it's a big one. Incredible. You absolutely 100% must be maturing. So I appreciate uh, the yeah, fact that... I don't that like it. <laughs> I, tell you, I don't like it. tell you what, I haven't... Uh, here come the text messages from the Adelaide Crows fans. Uh, Scotty, thank you as always. <laughs> Enjoy the weekend. No, I, don't, I don't reckon there'll be one you can read out. Have no, a good show, buddy. Also true. Scotty coming. <laughs> Superstar. We'll get to a break. Plenty more next. <laughs> The Sporting Capital right around SEN via the SEN app or the radio network, wherever you might be. Hello to you. Thursday night, thanks for joining me. one 736 You can go from listening to participating. We're talking the most pressure as we head to round 24. The temper text is nicely fired up. We'll get to that shortly. But the only way to win prizes, of which I have... A Signet Boost Powerwall Bank valued at $45 to give away and an IGA voucher is to buzz me and have a conversation. I'm not going to go full ins and outs. I think that'll probably bore you. You've probably seen the ins and outs, but I'll give you some, you know, decent-sized news to come out of it. Essendon tomorrow night, no Cordwell, no Quelfie, no Wright, no Draper, no Stringer. They take on the Pies. Hill and Degoe are back. Two very important players you missed last week. Murphy with that back glute concern. Uh, McCreary, of course, with the suspension. Interesting game, Hawthorne-Fremantle at the MCG on Saturday. Hawthorne have been great. Like they're they're going to win, win less games than last year. Unless they win this, I think they might be on the same. But they're about the same where they were last year. But the optimism is tenfold due to the decisions they made in the off-season and how Sam Mitchell's been able to continually have them develop. John Newcomb comes back in. I think he had leather poisoning, didn't he, when he had 40 a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Granger Barras is out with a calf. He's an interesting high draft pick, of course. Defender forward, forward defender. Sam Mitchell's trying to throw him around and give him opportunities. Hasn't quite been able to nut it down yet. Uh, Walters and Hamling are back in for Fremantle. O'Meara is going to miss with the calf. North Melbourne and Gold Coast, I'll, I'll be honest, when I come in and started the show over an hour ago, I didn't expect North Melbourne and that you North Melbourne fans who absolutely go nuts on the temper text, making sure that you do not win this game. So how's uh, omitted? Luke McDonald's got a hamstring. Zeebel retired. And, of course, we send out our thoughts to Jack Zeebel after disgusting, moronic, Wanking, wanker human beings, what they did Saturday night 
at a bar. Uh, so hopefully you're feeling a bit better, Jack. Uh, for Gold Coast, uh, Lukosius is out. He had a really good year, Lukosius. Atkins has been omitted. He definitely played better footy once Stewie Jew wasn't the coach anymore. And Bailey Humphrey's first year ends with a finger injury. Uh, McCarthy out for Brisbane at the moment. Uh, Hayes is in. Ross out with that hamstring, which hurts them a little bit. And Max King has been managed. Hunter Clark was a sub last week. Interesting to see if he gets any time a major for uh, on on ground time this week because he's actually played some okay footy at times. He's had a wretched run of injuries and now is probably a player that other teams are looking at to try and sneak out of Moorabbin and if, in fact, he isn't happy. Uh, Geelong. Duncan suspended. Radigalier hamstring, which would probably mean he doesn't play for Geelong again. Close has an ankle. Cameron has an AC joint. Hamstring for Hawkins. Tanner Bruins had a good year. He's out. Zach Tui was a sub last week. That'll be interesting. That's against the Dogs who need to win to put the pressure on the Giants, but they're not without their own concerns. Now, Crozier, Liberatorway, McLean come in. Absolutely Liber the main, although those other two guys are absolutely players who can play good footy. is out with a suspension. They took it on. Failed. Bailey Smith is sick. McRae is concussed. He, of course, failed the concussion test post-game. But I think with the time that was left in the game, they didn't bother with the test. They just made the sub at the time. They didn't bother with the test within game time. And they did the test post-game and he failed it. McNeil was a sub last week. West Coast and Adelaide Hearn. Shuey come back in to say goodbye. And Elliot Yo is out with that hamstring again. This is the Elliot Yo conundrum. I still think he's their best player when he's up and going. He played great footy, seven or eight minutes, got really going. Hamstring. Uh, Adelaide, McAdam's out with that cheekbone. So his year starts, McAdam, with a suspension and a fairly well-publicised, talked-about suspension, and it ends on the end of a non-suspension from Tom McCartan. Roy Sloan is out, but we'll see him next year, and Thrillthorpe has been omitted. Port Adelaide, look... Sunday game, so just really in a situation where Prestia for Richmond. Port Adelaide have got three guys in, but they haven't made it out yet, so we'll see how we go. Prestia's been managed. Revolt's retired, as we know, as has Cochin. Uh, Amadi is in. Uh, Malikin's in. Melbourne has Tom McDonald. Bailey Fritch is back. Woe, Woden, Turner. Shaki was a sub last week. Uh, no, uh, and he's the only out so far. He might still well be the sub. And Carlton's the big one. Carlton is the big one here. Uh, Mitch McGovern in. Sam Walsh in. Adam Chera in. So Chera, who was probably leading the Blues best and fairest when he went out injured, and in fact he was outstanding in that game against Collingwood for two and a half quarters. Fogarty and Durden back in. Sam Doherty's got that calf. They're going to rest him up, get him ready for a finals in two weeks' time. Kurnow was a sub last week, so we'll see how that go. And no major news out of this, uh, the Giants. Haynes is in. No outs so far with Angwin and Flynn. So they're the ins and outs. One three hundred seven three six seven three six to get involved. We've got texts galore. Are they that good, Carlton? Didn't they almost just lose to Gold Coast? This is on the back of earlier about me suggesting Carlton are playing the type of football they could worry teams. Absolutely at the top of the ladder. They are good, Carlton. And they did win last week. They found themselves seven goals down and they got back and got the job done. So uh, Gold Coast are better at home than they are anywhere else. And Gold Coast were really good early. The Blues were great after quarter time. 
I do not believe Carlton can win the flag this year because of where they finish, not the type and the quality of football they're playing right now. I just think it's too hard. If Port loses to Melbourne, uh, sorry, if Port loses, does Melbourne tank to finish fourth and home final against Collingwood instead of going to Brisbane? That's from Pete. This comes through a lot about top four teams trying to work. Melbourne absolutely 100% right now should believe they can win the flag. Like 100%. Melbourne should be like, bang. We won a flag in 21. It was in front of our devoted fans at the MCG. Last year we ran out of puff. Is it our fault? Was it someone else's fault? Was it injuries, circumstances? Probably a combination of all. But right now they think, or they should think they can win the premiership. Now they've still got to get some things right. Simon Goodwin half conceded today about the Grundy and Gorn situation. Hasn't quite worked how a lot of people, myself included, thought it would. But if you're trying to resurrect who you go to in the first week of the finals, I think you are missing that edge that you need to win a grand final. Now, would they rather stay at home? I don't know. Maybe they'd rather play at the MCG. But if you lose to Collingwood at the MCG and you manufactured it, you're on the road. You're going to have to win a prelim at either Port Adelaide or Brisbane against a refreshed team. So while there'll be Melbourne fans saying, I'd rather we can beat we can beat Collingwood at the MCG. Well, you, I'm not saying you won't. But if you're going to engineer it to go that way, you better be bloody sure you get over the top of them or you've got a really long way home. I just don't think teams in the top four engineer it to play a certain team. Michael says, I love it. Port going to be flying under the radar, nobody giving them a chance to win a premiership. Michael, that might there might be a little bit of out of sight, out of mind, and we're talking more about Collingwood and their situation and Brisbane, which I firmly believe are going to be in the driver's seat if they get over St Kilda on Saturday night. My major concern with Port Adelaide is their forward line. I've said it for five years, Charlie Dixon's their most important player, and that's the concern. Hopefully he gets back. Zach Butters is the type of player who can rip apart a grand final. Oh, absolutely. Or a prelim. Or a qualifying final. And I still think that Zach Butters' game against Melbourne earlier in the year is the best individual game any player's played this year. Incredible. Three goals down against Oliver and Petrarca in the teaming reign, and he gets them home. So a port, very good. Yes. I still think Charlie Dixon needs to play to have an influence for Port Adelaide to have a crack at this thing. Most under pressure are the Blues players on the fringe that will drop out for Walsh, Jerry McGovern and Kennedy. It's JB and St Kilda. I, I agreed. I would suggest to JB that under pressure are the selectors, Michael Voss and the crew at Carlton, because while some of these players have been out, McGovern, Walsh, Chera, we've been in a situation where the bottom four or six have been brilliant, have been brilliant. And that's how you win big finals. That's how you make the finals from the position they were in. And that's how you win big finals. So you're right. There's a lot of pressure, but the pressure and the best teams always comes from the selection or the having to drop certain players. So you're right. You are in a fairly decent vein of mindset there, JB, because really there are going to be players who miss out who are going to be unlucky considering how they've contributed to the last sort of six or seven weeks. 
Dave says, hi, Luke. What happens to Bevo if dogs lose with Geelong outs? If he, if he stays, it'll be interesting to see how many players will leave. Um, you spoke a little bit about this earlier, Dave, and I'm waiting for the temper texter to come back with me to suggest I need to stop spamming the Bulldogs. I just don't think it makes a difference what happens this weekend, win or lose. If they lose to Geelong in Geelong, well, it's been the last two decades and last weekend's loss is worse. Regardless, the West Coast team lost by 20 goals the week before and went to Melbourne and beat them. So I don't think this week's loss, if they lose to Geelong, is worse than last week's. But it is a huge month for the club. And not just around beverage. And not around beverage. Everyone wants to focus on the coach, which is how everyone focuses on a world sport. But they've got so many decisions to make. Absolutely. Is their list good enough? If it is, back them on in and away you go. And just hope that you get it right. Because then it will be on beverage. But if you choose the list and your whole beverage, something has to give at some point. Or you make the top four and nearly win a flag. Quick break. Pressure. Who's it on this weekend? one 736 You need to call me to win the prize or a prize. So you better do it right now. one 736 Who's got the most pressure on them this weekend? Signum Boost Power Bank Vader, $45 a giveaway and an IGAE voucher. All thanks to IGA for great saves and local faves. Check out this week's catalogue specials at IGA Supermarkets. Most pressure? You want to win a prize? You call me. If not, a couple more temper texts, but no prize. Next. Live on your home of sport, SEM. Not far away, actually. John Stephenson to join me. All things athletics. Before that, though, let's get to some of your calls. We're going to be nice and quick. Justin in Manor Lakes first. Justin, take it away. Yeah, mate. Look, I was just talking about um, that guy who rang up and said, should uh, the Demons... Um, throw the game so they can play Collingwood. Yep. I mean, they're top of the ladder. I mean, you've got to be joking. <laughs> the, the way the top four is set up, you've got to beat first. If you're fourth, you have to beat first, second and third to win a premiership. So they'll have to come up. If they don't beat, play Brisbane now, they'll play them in a prelim. So well, where, when do they want to play them? That, that, play Brisbane, play, if they play Brisbane this week, they've got a double chance. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't engineer anything. I, well, I wouldn't engineer anything, Justin. I like your call, man. You want a Signum Boost Power Bank? You, you, you got a phone that keeps on dying yeah. on you? Yeah, yeah. Good Thank news. You. I said you had to Benny. Like it. Let's get to our Michael, who is in Reservoir, wants to talk Port Adelaide. Take it away, Michael. Yep. Um, forget Dixon. Um, you know, Pal Pepper, Finn Lathan, Rioli, um, you know, um, oh, oh, sorry, I just lost my... Well, all the rest of it anyway, I think we can cover him, you know what I mean? Well, Todd, yeah, Todd, Todd, right. Todd Marshall's probably the guy you're thinking of, right? So Todd yeah, Marshall's... Marshall, yeah, yeah. Yep. So yep. Todd, they have to conjure... And Todd Marshall had a really good, great year last year, 45, 46 yep. goals, yep. and this year he's, he's probably had 34, 35. So there's no doubt there's some... They, I, I just think Charlie Dixon's always been the barometer for a Port Adelaide, a big win. He's the, he's the big menacing bully forward, and it's the one that essentially at different times he stands up, but... Yeah, look, you have probably Rioli's a good one. Another avenue to goal. He's been uh, at certain times and been decent form. And that midfield do kick goals, I guess. I still, I, I, I still think Charlie Dixon needs to be there, Michael. But there is no doubt that they're there. Big chance to win a flag, mate. Good luck for the next couple of weeks with Port Adelaide. Thank you um, for that, Cam. Have a good night. You too, mate. And lastly, Angelo and Croydon North to finish what's been a big night. And there's uh, there's no real pressure on Angelo because. 
He may not want an IJ voucher, but whatever he says to me, if he says it well, I'm going to throw him the last prize of the night. So here we go. Angelo, take it away. Thank you. Love the show. Um, I'm a Swan supporter. I think we're secretly under the pump this week because if we if we don't win, all we're going to hear about is last week and and how we shouldn't be in the eight. So I think I think there, there's a bit of pressure on us this week. I think it's a little bit of pressure only because if you win, you get a home final and things are going to be a little bit better than yeah. having to jump on the road, no doubt. Uh, you're, you're playing a type of football that uh, is a little more uh, comparable to last year, that that handball game, taking the game on. Uh, you're getting in control in the middle of the ground a little bit more. I think the middle of the year, like the midfield was just getting disgustingly belted. Now, it didn't help that you had no defenders for about a month, but... Uh, there's no doubt that there is a little bit of pressure because a home final at the SCG is a lot different than having to travel and, and taking on a St Kilda if that's the way that it works out. But uh, I'll tell you this, Angelo, you want an IGA voucher? Absolutely. Beautifully done. There you go. Good job. Good luck to the Swans this weekend and into September as they try and go one, one position. I was going to say one game more than last year, although I think they might just be a tier or two down off the top four. But they're there. And uh, as an earlier caller did suggest, you can't win the flag from outside the eight once September starts. Uh, thank you, Angelo. Thank you, IGA, for great saves and local faves. Check out this week's catalogue of specials at IGA Supermarkets. Uh, Johnny Steph's going to draw me on the other side of this. Uh, Costa and Corfield, just quickly off the Tempest text, he says, is Buddy a chance for a return if Swans go deep into finals? I don't rule anything out. But considering there was a fair bit of talk this week about him already living on the Gold Coast, I think Luke Hodge suggested on Channel 7 a couple of weeks ago he got a photo from Buddy by, uh, next to his pool at the Gold Coast. I, I have a feeling he's settled into retirement live on the Gold Coast pretty quickly. So it would be a huge turnaround for him to play a game and get into a team that has played really well, been really good the last month, uh, John Stephenson. I don't know where he is. I know he's somewhere in, like, Hungary or London or somewhere, but he's going to join us next. All things athletics.